Welcome to Daily Dose of Dr. Mary and Dee Dee. I'm Maz Mary. And I'm Dana DelVal. Whether you're a person on an addiction sobriety path, or you know someone who is, we're here to talk about our journey with it. And more importantly, we want to help end the stigma and shame of alcoholism. And we want to bring some hope and laughter along the way too. Thanks for tuning in. Good morning. Good morning. How are, oh, see, I didn't fix that at all. So my computer's dinging. I'm very sorry. I need to figure out how to shut the stupid alerts off that I had off that reset themselves. So fun. Anyway, good morning. Good morning. First world problem. Next. I know. I feel like there have been a lot of tech problems lately with the with our stuff. And the light's bad. I'm just complaining. It's the weather. It's the weather. Could anybody figure out what is going on with this stupid weather i can't be pleasant during this it's april 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 showers bring may flowers well bring on may then is what i have to say to that for christ's sake it's gonna be here soon enough good good oh okay anyway well what are we talking about today dr mary advanced agricultural woes (laughs) what does that even mean um, you you found this uh, wonderful little story that we're going to talk about. Oh, yes. I, we'll just leave your other weird comment behind. All right. Let me add this up. Do you want to read it, Dr. Mary? I can't Holy even fuck. see that. Oh, my God. All of a sudden, my eyes go, yeah, we're 52. <laughs> even with your specs on, they can't actually see. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, let me pull it up and see if I can possibly read it off my phone holy buckets let me just say i remember the first time i handed my mom have your readers love no i handed my mom something to uh to look at and she did this and i said to her what are you doing (laughs) and she said i need this to read and i was so irritated mother if you're watching i'm sorry i was irritated with you that was unfair you know, I've not handled any aspect or facet of my mother's aging very well because it just seems nonsensical. How can she be aging? But guess what? We're all aging. So here we go. All right. Let me read you this. An addict fell in a hole and couldn't get out. A businessman went by. The addict called out for help. The businessman threw him some money and told him to buy a ladder. But the addict couldn't find a ladder in his hole he was in. A doctor walked by. The addict said, help, I can't get out. The doctor gave him some drugs and said, take this, it will relieve the pain. The addict said, thanks. But when the pills ran out, he was still in the hole. A renowned psychiatrist rode by and heard the addict's cries for help. He stopped and said, how did you get in there? Were you born there? Did your parents put you there? Tell me about yourself. It will alleviate your sense of loneliness. So the addict talked with him for an hour. Then the psychiatrist had to leave but he said he'd be back next week. The addict thanked him, but was still in his hole. A priest came by and heard the addict calling for help. The priest gave him a Bible and said, I'll pray for you. The priest got down on his knees and prayed for the addict, then left. The addict was very grateful and he read the whole Bible, but he was still stuck in that hole. A recovering addict happened to be passing by. The addict cried out, hey, help me, I'm stuck in this hole. Right away, the recovering addict jumped in the hole with him. 
The addict said, what are you doing? Now we're both stuck here. But the recovering addict said, it's okay. I've been here before. I know the way out. I, I was so moved by this. So Rebecca Elliott posted this. She's a former guest Thursday guest with us. We know her through spin. I, I just thought this was an incredible mm. parable, sort of a modern day addicts take on uh, the Good Samaritan actually from the Bible. So what do you want to say about it, Dr. Mary? Um, first off, I don't want to um, lay any blame on any member of, of modern society for what they do. I mean, um, most doctors aren't trained to deal with addicts because it's it's just not, I don't think, I mean, I've only ever talked to one doctor about this and he said he, he you know, it was never in his training. They didn't really do a rotation at a re um, recovery clinic. They went to a psychiatric ward, and if there were addicts there, mm -hmm. they that was the only um, the only experience they had with them. So um, there are there are. Um, in fact, Quinn and I had this conversation. He was asking me about certain drugs you can take to alleviate mm. pangs for a, you feel when you're addicted to something. The trouble is, you could form a dependency on those drugs themselves so you know giving a drug addict more drugs is uh, personally i think is a terrible idea what if it works though uh you know it it does it's supposed it's the chemical that stops you that stops the biochemical pathway in your brain it sort of breaks addiction but you can form a physical dependency on the tablet is it a physical dependency or an emotional dependency okay. oh, i think it could be both because then you feel like you can't cope without them and then you're you're stuck in another weird loop. Yeah. I mean, again, I'm. it could work for some people. I just think it'd be a terrible idea. I just always remember when my dad wanted to stop smoking. And this you was, were little. I was 10. You know, he went to the doctor and he, he said, my dad asked him, because nicotine gum had just come out, which, you know, 42 years ago. Um, but the, our doctor said to me, dad, he said, you're only going to get addicted to the chewing gum. He said, just if you want to stop smoking, just stop smoking. So that kind of weird mindset has kind of stuck with me there. I think um, most people in the medical professions now are going, oh, my God. Yeah, all the thousands of doctors who are watching. Daily um, you know, the, the priest does what the priest does. So I'm not slagging off religion in any way about this. Um, the psychiatrist. The psychiatrist, again, it, unless you're trained in all the many facets of what in addiction and you know um that then maybe you can't be of much help so I mean, and the, the business person and the business person uh, <clears throat> i think the bottom line is um that's why things like aa exist or this is why things like soul solution exists so this is why all the various uh, all the kinds various, of treatment God, that I, I, all explored. the people we've talked to who have various treatments why all these exist why people write books um Maybe the bottom line is the only person who really understands an addict is another addict. Okay, so here's a question for you. If the parable had a chapter two, how do you get out of that hole? So you've now jumped in the hole with the addict and you say to her or him, him in your case, since mostly addicts tend to work with their same gender identifiers, all right, I was here. I can help you. How do you get out of that hole? Uh, there are many ways to get out. You get. I mean, 
physically to get out of a hole um, um, you could together make um, handholds and footholds in there and climb out okay you could climb out you know you could stand on each other's shoulders you know one person on to get halfway yeah. up find some way to anchor yourself to it and then drag the other person up with you oh okay and it's the same power you know it's helping each other one step at a time i guess would be a, another parable to get out of the hole hmm. but talking to each other working as a team would be the best way for two people to get out of a hole together and it's not just two addicts of course there are if you're lucky enough like i am to have um um a very supportive spouse who was there for you yes <laughs> not his other wife no she was not supportive no, that at one was all terrible. no my we, had to, we had to leave her behind my, my fantastic one your wife. favorite wife <laughs> yes you <laughs> and my favorite redhead number thank you yeah anyway um help people help people who were in there with you can help people who are invested in you will help i mean a psychiatrist bless them probably will be invested in you but not personally i think a, suffering from addiction needs a personal touch maybe mm. Mm. you know someone who can truly understand what you're going through because it isn't it is a disease that affects families and other people around you yeah. And if they're willing, they're the ones that can give you the most help. Maybe. I think it depends what kind of hole they're in, too. Yeah. Well, everyone has their own holes. It doesn't have to be addiction. You could have a hole you're in for something else. Well, I think about a couple we know who were in marriage therapy, and the therapist said, um, there's one of you gets in a hole, and instead of being the, the one who's not in the hole, reaching down and helping your partner out of the hole, what you do is you jump in the hole too, and then you're both trapped. So it's the opposite mindset of this parable, but it's a really interesting way to think about what it means to be in a hole. I mean, when, when I read that parable <clears throat> of the addict, I think about the fact that we are a culture of quick fixes that don't put us out. So um, if, well, okay, so I was someplace yesterday and discovered that a woman I know have known for almost 20 years and see on a pretty regular basis has been divorced, has gotten divorced and has been separated from her family for 15 months. I've seen her multiple times in 15 months. Now, I'm not saying to you I could have done anything, but I listened to her tell her story. I asked her if I could give her a hug, and that was the extent of what I did. I didn't actually do very much of anything. She didn't ask anything of me, but I also didn't do anything. Um, you know, I had a friend reach out last week after Daily Dose to tell me that he's stepping away from his job and going into full-time rehab because he has discovered that he has been using alcohol to try to self-medicate depression and anxiety. Well, what should I do with that? Someone else reached out to me and you and I have talked about this. There's a local person in town who uh, has developed a drinking problem of some extent 
And this person reached out to me recently and I have not followed back up because I don't know what to do. This person did not reach out in the capacity of, hey, I'm worried about my drinking and I think you and your husband might be able to help. But what what should I do? I, right now, I'm just walking past these holes and I'm saying, oh, I'm sorry for you. And I'm going on. What should be done? I think it is a very tricky, challenging conversation to have. I'm going to put this comment up. <laughs> sorry, Anne, I'm just seeing this. Yeah, this is probably in reference to the weather. How do I really feel? I'm pretty ticked off about the weather. Um, I think one of the aspects of getting in a hole with an addict, um, I mean, just having a conversation with someone you feel incredibly alone when you're sober enough to realize that you're an addict. Um, and for me, the first thing that stopped, and it's frightening, the first thing that stopped to being frightening was the first day I met another addict when I went to mm. the first day I was in rehab. And I, you realized you were not alone. Yeah, I realized I wasn't alone. So climbing in the hole with someone, it's just that, just even if that, that it could be the manifestation of telling someone they're not alone. And that does help a lot. But does it get them out of the hole? Does it do enough, I guess, is my question. It gets you to want to be able to get out of the hole, which is the first big step, whatever way you look at it. You need to move. If you don't move, if you don't, you know, emotionally and probably subconsciously, I guess we're all sharks. We have to keep uh, moving or we've had it. Mm. Yeah. You have to, you know, if, you know, I don't know whoever said this first or where it ever came from, but, you know, if you ever find yourself walking through hell, what's the first, what do you, what's the most important thing you need to do? Take the next step. Yeah. Keep walking. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I think it's a, I think it's a really powerful story about actually how largely ineffective most of us are at being helpful. You know, here's some money. Money it, money doesn't solve problems if the problem can either be exacerbated by money or you can't get to what you need with the money. Prayer is certainly helpful. I'm not discounting prayer at all. But if, if it doesn't resonate with you, then it's probably not particularly useful. Treatment, seeing a therapist, is helpful if if you can get there if you can afford it or if you're in a position to um and the big difference i remember is there's a huge difference between hearing someone and listening to someone yep and finding the right person to be that asset for you so there's just a lot of pieces to it i guess i guess ultimately maybe it comes down to we're trying to be a tiny piece of hope a little bit of being in the hole uh you know we can't save anybody no i didn't save you you saved you and then we saved us you can only save yourself ultimately I mean, you know, yes i suppose that's right you want to say if you can only save yourself if you want to be saved as well you know so so we're trying to be useful help but I think this parable is a good reminder that maybe there is more to it. Here's another comment, which I haven't read yet. Glennon Doyle, 
the writer and public speaker Glennon Doyle has an interesting analogy. Rather than a hole, it's a ledger platform in a large staircase. We can go up or down. Love your content. See you, Dana, this afternoon. Okay, great. Thank you, Maria. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I, I like that too, actually, because actually, it's a little that, less the, hopeless. The end of that was another sort of, hello, step out of this hole. I'll see you soon. Uh, yes, but I'm not in a hole today. No, but you know, I'm in a weather that's, that's hole. That's exactly that kind of the, the thing we're talking about. Yeah. A, a little, a little nudge in the right direction. Also, I mean, yeah. yeah. Don't I bet most people are thinking of a big, cavernous hole that's almost bottomless that you're screaming. You could be just mm. standing in a puddle. Oh, that's a really smart way to think of it. Good job, Dr. Mary. Thank you. Scott says this applies to so many situations, but can you build their ladders for them? Yeah. Just showing them that you are there and that you see them, one of the most important things to do. I, I think that's a really nice point, Scott, and helping to build that ladder. I guess i that's what I would say. I feel like we're helping to build ladders. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Or, or helping to help people move up and down the staircase, if you think of it that way. Because you're absolutely right. If it's a 70-foot hole and there's two of you down there, standing on somebody's shoulders isn't going to help. But if it's a puddle. If it's all a four-foot hole, yeah, you climb down and you hoosh someone up, then they can help you back up. And all you know how to get out anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Let's think of it more as not a bottomless hole, but a hole that is absolutely climb outable with assistance. Yeah. Nice. Okay. We are having a live conversation on Thursday, actually with someone who we don't know, oh, and we only fun. are connected to him through Daily Dose. So we'll learn his story right along with you Thursday morning at 8.30. Thanks for commenting. Really, really, really fun. We got one more I'm going to put up. As someone who does not identify as an addict, I am limited to cheering for them from the sidelines. Remember, Jennifer was a guest with us too, right. outside the Jennifer. hole, reminding oh, them that they are worth it and that they can climb out of the hole using the ladders that are there already or building their own. Brilliant. Love it. Thank you. And Scott wraps up the conversation with stay warm. <laughs> Scott, who abandoned the Dakotas yes. for Southern California. We'll take that and we'll say thank you very thank much, you, Scott. Scott. Thanks to everybody who commented. It's so nice fun to, to be in conversation with you, not just with each other. Thanks and keep it up. Have a great, great day. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for tuning in to Daily Dose of Dr. Mary and DD. If you enjoyed the content and want to learn more, head over to Facebook to Daily Dose Dr. Mary DD. You can find us on YouTube under Dana DelVal. And if you want to get signed up for our weekly newsletter, email me at D-A-Y-N-A at D-A-Y-N-A-D-E-L-V-A-L dot com. Have a great day. We hope to see you soon. Bye-bye.